You're listening to the program Youth Assembly on Click Niger Internet Radio, a conversation amongst young people about trending, topical, and political issues that concern the youth. Subscribe to our YouTube channel and watch us live on Click Niger. Hello and welcome to Youth Assembly. Yes, it's a bright Monday morning already, and we are so hopeful that today will bring good news. I'm waiting for all of the good news. I mean, I'm surrounded by a lot of gentlemen in the studio. Okay, one, okay, one gentleman and a lady. But it looks like uh, we're going to be solving the unemployment issues or problems in Nigeria, hopefully, because I have two gentlemen in the building, one joining me virtually, and also uh, Mr. Uh, Mr. Labade uh, Dare is joining me virtually, and Mr. Okola Bo Araka, a certified management consultant, is right here beside me. And we will be talking how to solve the unemployment problem in Nigeria. My name is Sylvia Ishimi. Welcome, Mr. Araka. Thank you very much. Okay. <laughs> he's already a friend of the house yeah. and he's uh, he's here to talk. So you're going to find solutions to all of the problems. Okay. Sure. So let me bring on board um, the second person, Mr. Dare Alamade. Welcome on board. Thank you very much. It's my pleasure. Okay, so um, uh, we've seen some statistics making rounds that Nigeria is the number three country with the highest number of unemployed youths in Africa. And the country, Nigeria, is followed by Namibia with 33.4%, Nigeria 33.4%, and South Africa with 32.5%. Now, it's been recorded that Nigeria, um, the unemployment rate in Nigeria is close to 33% uh, in the fourth quarter of 2020 from the 27.1% it had in the second quarter of 2020. Now, this was according to the report published by the National Bureau of Statistics um, on its website on Monday, the 15th of March, 2021. That is... Uh, what is the what's what how did Nigeria react to this? We're going to be searching and looking at all the reactions we got on social media and what the government needs to be doing to solve the unemployment problem in Nigeria and what can youths themselves do to make sure they become employable and move on to become employed. Those are the questions we intend to ask today on youth assembly. So, Mr. Araka, when you saw that statistics, like it rose from 27.1% to 33.3%, how did you react to it? How did you feel for the Nigerian youth? Uh, it's actually a mixed feeling for me, you know, because the, the issues are critical and they desire urgent attention and actually critical analysis and uh, critical thinking. It's not something that um, it's, it's been there. You what get? It's been there before it rose, mm -hmm. you know, but there are factors that ought to be considered when looking at unemployment in general, you know, looking at the causes, the reasons, and then the way out. But I realized that the problem identified is problem, you know, have solved. You know, looking at uh, Nigeria as an entity, I think the level of unemployment are uh, tied to some certain factors which we would, you know, examine in the course of uh, uh, this show. But mainly, we also need to look at the determinant factor when it comes to employment. Mm -hmm. That is education. Take it or you leave it. So are you saying that... The first, the first if I'm looking at your resume, mm -hmm. the first thing I'm looking at 
it's in the Nigerian context, it's your qualification. Well, every day we see we see people going into university, graduating, finishing NYSE. Are you saying Nigerian youths are not um, um, educated enough to become employed, or they're not uh, uh, they are unemployable even though they get um, education? Thank you. Now that takes us deeper into education. When you say education, what is your definition of education? Now, if you say they are not uh, uh, capable to work, see, these are able-bodied young men, willing and, and able to work. Mm -hmm. But the problem is the requisite skills for employment. If I'm employing you, what it means is that I have a, a, an existing business and I know I have an organizational goal I have an objective, I have a mission, and I have a vision as an organization. Okay. So if I am bringing you in, I am bringing in somebody I know that would move me from point A to point B, and then takes us to administrative behavior. Mm -hmm. Because where you are aspiring to go into as an employee, there are that's what is called administrative behavior. That's how they live in this office in this organization there is an administrative behavior mm -hmm. there are things that are you know expected of you now when it comes to development school you need to understand that industrial revolution comes in with new content of learning and what industry skills are to be now if you take history there was a change of mode of production from slave to machine so what a thousand slaves, human labor, will do in one month, a machine was invented to do in one hour. So as such, there was no need for labor in human beings anymore. Mm -hmm. No need for forced labor, no okay. need for slavery. Okay. Now we moved to third industrial revolution, down to fourth industrial revolution, which is post-COVID-19. And remember, some 20 years ago, while growing up, we were told that one day, if you don't know how to use computer or you're not proficient in the use of computer, that you would be unemployed. You might not have enough okay, food. Now and this is COVID. the day. That day don't come. <laughs> okay. You now that you mentioned um, COVID, we'll look at how COVID has also impacted yeah, the statistics. That day has I mean, come. Um, Mr. Dare, are you still there? Okay, so um, the statistics yeah. that was released by National Bureau. Yeah. Of statistics, can you hear me? Can you hear me? Very well, loud and clear. Okay, so what do you think is responsible for that rise from 27.1% to 33.3%? He mentioned COVID and people not getting the right skills, the youths. Uh, what is your own opinion? Well, um, there are a lot of things responsible for unemployment in Nigeria. And um, one of such very thin is industrialization level, which is actually very low. Um, um, also, we we have the problem of um, investment in Nigeria. I know there are several investment policies um, and all of that, but there's a problem of, of investment. Um, if in 2021 Nigeria is still a country that exports its own crude oil to refine and then bring back to sell to us. If Nigeria is still a country um, which is one of the largest um, 
um, exporters of cocoa in, cocoa in Africa, and then we cannot make our own chocolates. And we export this cocoa and then buy this chocolate. Chocolates are expensive in, in supermarkets, and we are the suppliers of the raw materials. If in Nigeria we, we take cashew nuts out, if in Nigeria we still import paper and all of these things, there is no way there will be unemployment. What is happening? Why are we not industrializing? Why are we? Why do we have the raw materials but we don't have what it takes to turn them into finished products? The more we are able to turn our raw materials into finished products, the more hands will be needed. The more the labor market opens up, and then the more youths get employed. So that's a major challenge, and I think that's where the main problem is coming from. Yes, we have the problem of youths not being employable, graduates not being employable, which I think it's another discussion entirely because I have a whole lot to say in that regard. Um, because uh, recently I conducted a research, um, I, I was doing a design thinking course and then I had to, I took it upon myself to do a project and I was conducting the research and the research had to do with speaking with um, several, several recruitment agents. So I, I engaged about four recruitment agents and talked with them, you know, had an interview with them. So what's going on? What, 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 what's happening? How is it recruiting um, graduates in Nigeria? And something was common. Everybody said the same thing. My brother, it is difficult. You put up a position, you see people saying, I, I have two one, I have first class, you see people with huge CV. When you sit down with them and interview them, problem, problem. They don't even know their left from their right. They, they told me sometimes we have uh, we have an advert up for several weeks. Adverts that should not take more than three days for you to get somebody to fill that position. Several weeks, you don't get, not that people are not coming. You keep interviewing people, you get tired, but you don't get the right candidate. And I'm not surprised. I went through the university. I know the things we did getting out of school. If I'll be honest, yes, I graduated the best student in my department. But if mm. I'll be honest with myself, if I'll be honest with myself, when, when yeah. I look at it, I ask myself, is this the future leaders of Nigeria that we're actually talking about? I know the things that happen in school. I know how people are getting grades these days. I have also been in the labor market for a while. I have spoken to graduates. And honestly, if I tell you I'm impressed, I am lying. I am seriously lying. So apart from the fact that there is the investment challenge where government needs to put more money into this economy, needs to start raising companies that can turn our, our raw materials that God has given us into finished products, which would, of course, open up the labor market. There is the challenge of youth. Our educational system has eroded. Let's be factual. We don't have it anymore. We do not have it. Before I got into the university, I've been hearing the, the, the phrase lacram lapor. When I got into the university, I understood what Lacram Lapor stands for. Trust me, our education system is in real trouble. The curriculum, from the curriculum to the administration to everything about the education sector is in serious problem. So uh, these are the challenges that we face in Nigeria regarding um, unemployment. Already from Simon. Thank you, Simon, for your comments. Simon is agreeing uh, with you and saying strategies to turn um, raw materials into finished goods right here in Nigeria is very key in solving unemployment issues. 
Okay. So what do you think of that comment, Mr. Well, you see, um, that's fundamental. You get? But uh, it's all about, it's not about agitation for such strategies, you know? It's not about, hey, our raw materials, how ready are we as a people? Because you're, it's like telling me to come buy your product. It's like telling me to come invest in your organization. There are some certain enabling, enabling environments. There are some certain infrastructures that must come to place. That is where state developmentalism is very fundamental. I understand all that. I was discussing with a certain gentleman in the UK. You know, um, his name is Oliver. And uh, uh, a friend of mine called OK. Chigozie, okay, Chigozie. Now, what were we discussing? We're looking at how to bring a meat processing farm. Mm -hmm. Looking at insecurity, for example, we thought in our strategy sessions, if we stop the movement of cow and people to the south, we have to an extent solve the problem of you know, insecurity of that nature. But how do we achieve it? We discovered that it's a meat processing company in Bauchi State, a meat processing company in Bauchi State. They do 250 heads every day, still functional, still existing. And the largest of such uh, uh, corporations is in Botswana with a thousand heads every day. And Mr. Oliver, a, a Scottish, you know, he now asked me, how, what are the infrastructures on ground? Araka, we can get, investors are ready to come in, but the enabling environment, and that enabling environment is not just the government alone. The enabling environment has to do with you and I, the citizen, the citizenry, how prepared, how conducive have we kept the environment? So what are you how ready what, what, what are we? Are so, so it's what not are about- supposed to be doing to get ready? Okay. To get ready, for example, there is such thing as content of learning has changed. We need to realize that artificial intelligence and emotional intelligence would drive the next 50 years. As a good researcher, you will begin to realize that post-COVID-19, it's a knowledge-based economy where mm -hmm. knowledge is now commodity. So what do you know? What have you discovered? It talks about, when they talk about data quality management now, business intelligence, business analytics, you, you see they talk of Fortran, where they teach you for computer, for GS100. Can't you see you're still backward? Can't you see you're not ready for employment? Can't you see you're not even ready for the investors? It's not about strategy. All those strategies are in place. That person you're trying to woo to come invest. Have you met sustainable development goals? Did you meet millennial development goals? Hmm. All right, okay. When we hear all those SDG goals, we think it's for the big organizations. It's not. It's the foundation. <laughs> it's the foundation for the investors to come in. Okay. But check the budget. We squandered everything. We didn't implement. We didn't implement. In the last 20 years, Nigeria has not implemented 60% of its budget, approved budget. If we had done that, by now we would have met Millennium Development Goal. All At right, least. another comment. So if you are not prepared, how would investors come? Do a comparative analysis. Look at Kigami, look at Rwanda. These are, these are countries okay. that are ready. So, um, these are countries that are third world already. They are food flesh third world, right, ready America. for investment. Look at Madagascar. Mm -hmm. So we're looking at comparing Nigeria with other countries. Comparative but, analysis. Um, Simon Matthias is saying, also, I think we have very smart and intelligent youths in this country. Mm -hmm. uh, there's always a right candidate, right? Okay, so the right and employable people are available, 
um, lots of times they are not always in the right loop or connect. You strive outside this country. Sure. Lots of them also schooled here. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm a witness to that. I, I mean, I'm a witness. Every young person will, will say, we agree with what Simon has said. Totally. Um, Mr. Uh, Elabade, Damilare, uh, how would you react to that? People, youths are looking for ways to jack back. That's how they say it. I hope I said it right. <laughs> of course not. Okay. Because when you see them, when they leave the shores of this country, they become so... Um, smart, entrepreneurial, proficient. Smart. They already start making it. Dominating what, what the scene, dominating where they are. What What is wrong with the system? And how do we tap into this employable youth and help grow our economy and help uh, um, reduce the unemployment rates in Nigeria? Mr. Dari. That, um, that comment from Simon is very apt. Very, very yes. apt. Very um, I'm not bragging, but I fall into the category of very smart Nigeria youths, honestly. Mm -hmm. So, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but the question is, am I where I, I am supposed to be, or am I where I envisaged myself to be? You know, when mm -hmm. um, when when we leave the university when, from high school, when we leave high school university, you see when they say most likely to succeed, you look at the top performers in the class. They say most likely to su succeed. You look at the first class students, and but ten years down the line, go back. Is it everybody that have actually succeeded? Is it everybody? Now we need an em enabling environment. Um, like um, like our guest here already said, uh, yeah, strategies can also be in place, but are we ready as a people? Are we ready as a citizen? But um, yes, we have the right people, just not in the right places, not having the right opportunity. I, I've had so many friends tell me, Dari, you need to move abroad. You need to leave this place and come and start a new lease of life. We need people like, they need people like you over there. Come to Canada, come to the United States, come to... But I say, if we all decide to jack out, like you said, then what is going to, what's the fate of this country? Um, we still hear about youths doing amazing exploits right here in Nigeria. Um, and I am, I am super impressed with, um, with the guys from PayPal. Amazing, 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 amazing. You see, when I see people like that, I tell myself we still have, there is hope for this country. Yeah. These guys facing everything, rising against all odds, against all obstacles, and still getting things done. So we still have these people. We just need more capacity. Um, we need the government to do more. We need support. It's difficult for small businesses to thrive in Nigeria. I tell you for free. It's difficult. The investment climate in Nigeria is not very good. Um, policies and um, the economy is squeezing the life, it's strangulating businesses in Nigeria. I have friends who are entrepreneurs. I know what they go through on a daily basis. And yes, the government is trying to do a lot of things. Think about um, think about Shopee in 2012. Think about um, about Ruin. Think about the recently launched um, National Youth Investment Fund. Yeah. But see that there are still lots of questions concerning these things. By the time you, if you're an onlooker, you might not know. But if you get up close and personal with these things, you realize that Corruption has eaten into them. The right people are not even getting these things. Corruption is still eating into it. Now, when let's take the case of National Youth Investment Fund, for example. Now, one of the criteria for getting that investment fund is that you must have a business idea or you must be an existing business and all of that. Now, look at our purchasing power. Look at the value of our currency. You're saying that you want to give people between 25,000 and 50,000. I think between twenty-five thousand and fifty thousand. Please, let's. Sorry. Okay. Before he gets back on board, um, 
Please feel free to send in your comments. Uh, hold on, Mr. Dari. Uh, feel free to send in your comments. We can ask the questions. The question, how can Nigerian youth become employable? What skills do they need? If you have ideas, you can share and then we'll take your comments. Mr. Dari, we can't hear you. Well, but we have another comment. Nigerian. Um, so let's look at the factors that can improve employment, uh, Mr. Araka. Well, um, honestly, there are both um, internal and external factors. Mm -hmm. But I want us to look at the internal factors first. You know, when it comes to the state of the nation, the underdevelopment of Nigeria, or why we are the way we are, or why we are still the way we are, which unemployment is key, you know, question to be addressed. Now, you begin to realize that there are some content of learning, industry-based skills that are required in the 21st century, in post-COVID. We need to begin to realize that. Mm -hmm. Data quality management, mm -hmm. for example, mm -hmm. it's one skill. I had a certain gentleman, he's organizing a, a, a empowerment program. And I said to him yesterday, I said, see, what you listed as empowerment, fishery, welding, Poetry, I said, that's no empowerment. Yeah, we get to see all of those. That's no empowerment. So this this is, this, but, but agriculture is also in. We will get you to know, agriculture. You're moving out of my screen now. We will, we, 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 we will get to agriculture. Yes. We will get to agriculture. But there are factors. You know everybody can do data. Hold on. Okay. Hold on. Go on. There are factors that must be put in place. See, we would, until we shift from oil-based economy, diversify, look at the areas of agriculture. Do you know what we can do with agriculture? Mm -hmm. Do you know what we can do with agriculture? Now, we have so emphasized, and agriculture, we have continued to do the crude way. It is unfortunate that Nigeria went into colonialism with hoe, and we still came back with hoe and knife. We came up with hoe and knife. Without improvement in the areas of technology. Now, we have gone past technology. We're talking of artificial intelligence now. We still didn't fix the technological. When the, 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 the wave of uh, uh, industrialization moved from mechanism to, you know, computer, we didn't take it serious. We even now, we're discussing these issues. 1,001 youths are out there. They're not taking it serious because they are interested in bread. They want to solve the present hour distraction, which is hunger. Mm -hmm. I don't blame them. If you follow by the certificates, your graduation, because at graduation, you will find worthy in character and in learning. No, true. Right? Mm -hmm. Before you were given that certificate. But in character, in learning, then a character has to do with emotional intelligence, which defines administrative behavior, which defines how you should even be before looking for that employment. And mind you, not be everybody who find employment. Some go create employment. Create some are visionary. Mm -hmm. Some are intuitive. I met with a certain uh, with a gentleman in Transcorp yesterday, and twenty-five year old guy from Abia State, Michael. Mm -hmm. The guy opened my mind. He opened my eyes to the reality of what youths can do for themselves. He's a graphic designer, and he works from the comfort of his room. Oh, true. <laughs> That's the post-COVID now. Thank Those you. are the skills. Now, if you lived the whole lockdown without making a dime as a result of your exchange of value, exchange of knowledge, solution to a particular service provider or organization, then it means you have been left behind.
you didn't learn what others were learning at the time they were learning. What are the contents? How do you develop yourself? I'm a human resource development person. Research and development is critical. We cannot do away these things, but these are things we don't give emphasis to. He met about Shopee, you know, all those wonderful programs. Mm -hmm. But look at the beneficiaries. Can we now do a, a, an evaluation of such programs in the last 10 years and see the impact? Because the essence is inclusion management, diversity and inclusion management. So how do we include this certain gentlemen that have benefited from Shopee? What have they so produced? Check that program. It was about fishery, welding. Uh, it's part uh, of agriculture. It you know, is part of agriculture, part of but that is not sustainable. Mm -hmm. Okay, so what kind of programs? Let me bring uh, uh, Mr. Dare now. Uh, what sort of programs should we be looking at, the government be looking at introducing, uh, so that youths can key in and, um, yes, and be employable? In 21st uh, century. Yes. <laughs> and with, like he said, post-COVID, post-COVID skills that youths have to have, government keying into it and helping the youths achieve the goals. Mr. Darren. Okay, so, um, you see, when we talk about um, post-COVID skills, when we talk about um, when we talk about getting yourself ready um, for the challenges ahead, getting yourself ready to fit into the new normal, getting yourself ready to fit into um, what the world is becoming. Um, yes, government has their role to play, but individuals have a lot to do. Mm. Individuals have a lot to do. The government is not going to come and pull you from your bed and drag you they say you can you can force uh, you can force a you can drag your horse to the river but you can't force it to drink water um, government is not going to drag you out of see these things are out there i'm surprised that sometimes i talk to some people about massive open online courses MOOCs, on coursera and eds and they say oh, what's that in 2021 you don't know what MOOCs are you don't take courses on coursera you don't take courses on edx are you for real Google. Google Scholar. The there is so much that the government can do. We need to wake up. Youth needs to wake up. Okay, so let's let's leave the angle of youths that have not woken up, that are still sleeping, that we need to wake up. The ones that are awake, what can the government do? We need an enabling environment. Um, Nigeria ranks top, like, bottom in the chart or in the table of um, in the ease of doing business table. I think out of 180 something, uh, 100 and what country we rate, we, 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 are, we are actually at the bottom. That's just the truth. We are actually at the bottom when it comes to ease of doing business. So that speaks, that speaks um, volume. That speaks volume. It means that our investments, our, our um, the, the conditions in Nigeria is still is still not very easy. And one of the, the three challenges that has been identified as uh, constraints to this, electricity, funding, and transportation. These three things are key. If you look at them, electricity is still a problem in Nigeria. We haven't fixed it. Transportation is a major challenge. Logistics is a major challenge. And then we have the problem of funding. Funding is major. People have brilliant ideas. They don't have access to this fund. I was talking about the National Youth Investment Fund before uh, we had network issues. They don't have access to these funds. Um, and there's so much people can do. And that's why you see that um, um, the, the very vibrant ones are, are looking elsewhere. They're going abroad. They're looking yeah. for venture capitalists. They are looking for investors 
outside the shores of this country. I think the government can do more in that aspect. If we fix electricity today, if we fix, fix transportation issues, a lot of things will begin to fall in place, a lot of things. So there's the infrastructural problem that needs to be tackled. There is the funding issue that needs to be tackled. We need to create an enabling environment for SMEs to survive. It's not easy. As I have a lot, a lot, a lot of people struggling. Businesses that have brilliant ideas but are dead on arrival because either the government policies strangle them to death, lack of funding, so many issues. I had I have a partner or a friend that came from the UK and then he's trying to set up something in Nigeria and he told me he told me bro he said look bro the truth is you can do a uk business from nigeria but you cannot do a nigerian business from uk and i agree with him mm. everything is so normal over there that you can be in nigeria and still run your businesses over there but you can't be in the uk and run business you have to be on ground here and then he went further to tell me that do you know that since i've been in nigeria trying to put things in place there are so many distractions here that he is no longer productive he can't even catch up with the UK anymore because he wants to try and get from point A to point B. He's spending two hours in traffic. He said there are so many things that just that just kills you here. Too many distractions that takes your eyes away even from the focus. Too many things you need to contend with. You're trying to grow your business, but you are contending with Nepal taking the light for two hours, five hours. You're contending with um, there is no water. You're contending with road issues. You're contending with, you're contending with a lot of things that are just... That, that are just distractions, distractions. So it's not easy. We need, we need an enabling environment. We need an enabling environment. In Nigeria, yes, after the that was released by the National Bureau of Statistics last week, um, seeing um, Nigeria's unemployment rate rise from 27.1% to 33.3%. Uh, How can youths solve this problem by themselves? What kind of employable skills should they get and um, leave um, the burden out of Nigeria like this? Okay, so Mr. Araka here is uh, a certified time management expert or consultant. And uh, Mr. Dare Alabade is a data analyst, right, Mr. Dare? Thank you for doing this with us. But before we go, uh, what do you have to say to the youths in terms of skills? Give us like, give them like skills they can start learning 21st century now post-COVID. Um, give them those if you have the least, uh, one or two that they can start learning. Okay, yeah. So um, this is this is an exciting exciting aspect for me you know when you talk about skills that uh, people should learn mm -hmm. technology is going to drive the future technology is already driving us the future is now um covid has shown us that um we we need to we need to be ready um we need to take up technology we need to take technology very very serious so i'm going to tell everybody out there even if you are going to be what's what can i think about that a cleaner please Please be technologically inclined. Be ready. Even if you're, I don't know, whatever whatever you think you're doing now, do not say that it doesn't concern me. You see that technology thing. No, 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 no. It's not for me. It's for everybody right now. It is for everybody. So technology is key. I'm going to advise everybody, regardless of your occupation, start looking for how technology can be incorporated into anything you're doing. Start looking for how technology is a leverage. Trust me, it is a leverage. Start looking for how 
you can leverage on technology. I'm looking for how you can leverage. What COVID has brought to us is that situations will arise where we need to thrive, even when we cannot be physically um, present, or even when we cannot be in close contact, but we still need to thrive. That is what COVID has taught us. COVID has ensured that we learn how to keep everything smooth and running, even when we can't have physical contact. And the only thing, the only way that can be achieved is through technology. So we are, that, that time is upon us. So whatever it is that we find ourselves doing. Thank you so much, Mr. Jare Alabade, data analyst, giving us all of There the, are so um, many skills that are out there that can be learned. If you do research, thank you, you Mr. Dari. Over to you, Mr. Koliabo. High lifespan. Skills that are not going anywhere anytime soon. Mm -hmm. Um he just mentioned the guest in the house just mentioned that there is a graphic designer, he just sits in his house, he makes money, you know. Now you see that takes me to why you know we need to really begin to look at the unemployment. You need to begin look at reasons why organizations are downsizing. Why are they right sizing? You need to go back to this concept. It not be just Oyibo. You know, the problem where we get, we say, we think that the grace of God will do everything. It's not about the grace of God. The economic condition of man is his primacy. The economic condition of man is his being. He cannot do anything if he's not economically stable. The essence of toiling, why you wake up and live every day, is to just go ensure that. You also. So that hustle, what are the content of hustle? What it be that thing where we say if you learn now, at least you feel say you feel right organization say I submit do this thing, I submit do that thing. <laughs> One cyber security, mm. document control management. These are skills that every organization needs a document control manager or what you call a data quality analyst. Every organization, I was okay, I work with Westfield, and at a certain time, my the chairman employed got on board a certain gentleman who his work is strategy and i look at the pay some five years ago i'm like this is big books so what am i doing meanwhile i carry a master's degree they flown say it's not employable i have to go back i searched what business strategy is what business intelligence is what business analytics is mm -hmm. i now have to go back to learn i started learning from youtube mm. my mama don't tell me make i go do certified management consultant so. see the youth need, we need to tell ourselves the truth these are parents that have brought us up to 20 21 22. take it from there take girls to degree we graduated my brother you need to add something the essence of education is to make one a functional member of the society now what education are you getting these are things you need to ask yourself emotional intelligence is a wonderful skill that every organization needs are you emotionally intelligent? Have you added that to your skill? Because administrative behavior is incomplete without a thorough, you know, uh, uh, manpower full of emotional intelligence, full of common sense. This is what we talk about common sense matter. Not be waiting the grace of God, not be by faith. It's by diligence, it's by hard work, it's by smart work. You need to realize the change. We're talking about time management. You need to realize what is obtainable in today if you don't go back. To your drawing board in the next five years you will still mm, complain this thing so. there was something you said of uh, before we came on board you mm. were saying something about um if you're going for an interview as a young person you don't go there and it's even it's later for 10 o'clock you don't go there by 10 uh, five minutes before 10. that's an average nigerian man uh-huh or past 10, okay that okay. you're you already failed in that okay let me tell you this 
London uh, Graduate School, right? Certified or some of us. Uh, it said a distinction in time management. Certified management consortium. Distinction in time management. When did I? This show was a 10 o'clock show. Mm -hmm. When did I get here? Yeah. I was here 30 minutes to the time. So I will have enough time to prepare, you know, have a review True. of all that I have studied. So that at the time I, I'm being called, that alone, we were in a conference. The first 10 persons that came 30 minutes before time got a certificate for certified time manager at London Graduate School. Mm. And it's these are kind of exams that are that are personal. It's not by faith. You need to understand the place of work because faith without work is dead. And average Nigerian youth needs to realize that you need to work out your own salvation. Okay. <laughs> well, not be personal, not be government. spiritual. not be spiritual. It is supposed to be, there's something about corporate social responsibility True. from the private sector. We have to go there. It's not just governmental. It's supposed to be a partnership. And the investors, the global community, needs to realize that we have 200 million people. Okay. That is human capital. And human capital. And there is need for the development. Youth, the okay. So if Mr. they are investing, if you're looking for investors, look for investors Mr. in the area of human capital development. Mm -hmm. Look at what You've China, look at what India has done with their human capital. You know, you keep comparing Nigeria to other It's countries. important because yeah. if you don't do a comparative analysis, yeah. you won't understand. You will just think that Nigeria is the whole world. Nigeria is not the whole world. Travel globally. Mm -hmm. Do scholastic well, activity. You say travel them. globally now. You see Nigeria, all of them, what do you use to jump out? No, the so essence of the so travel is, is research. No, 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 no. <laughs> you don't need to travel global from YouTube. You can do whatever. Google so Scholar. Uh, yeah. you, boss, you know what's in the talk now. All right, Mr. Sammy, do like thank you science? so much. Do you have anything to add before we go so we don't just keep you laughing <laughs> and nodding your head? What do you have to say? One minute. I enjoyed everything. I enjoyed listening to him, and he's so on point. Uh, um, I, I can, I can enjoy it. Yeah. Mm. True. Yeah, and I agree absolutely. I agree absolutely with him. We just um, there's so much the government can do. We also need to wake up as a people. We need to we need to take the bull by the horn. There's a lot that that needs to be done. Um, we're 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 in, in an age where information is everywhere, knowledge is everywhere. The internet has brought so much power to our fingertips. Nobody needs to be told anything anymore. From sitting in the comfort of your home, you can get anything you want. You can. You don't need to call me to ask me, Dari, how, how am I supposed to do it? What am I supposed to do? Oh, Google. Ask Google. You know, it's not a problem. So that is the power that technology and internet has brought to our fingertips. And let's make good use of it. The, world, the, the sky is the beginning for us. So that's, that's, my, that's my two cents. Thank you so much, Mr. Dare Alabade is a data analyst. And yes, he was saying that he's a researcher. And I said, yes, you are a researcher. And um, to thank, know you all for, this, yes, thank you for doing this with us today on Youth Assembly. And to you, Mr. Araka, thank you for talking. Uh, but finally. <laughs> no, 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 leave the final. You've said everything. I know you've taken just something one out thing. of this. Just one thing. What just is one thing. Is it one sentence? One sentence. Okay, what's Less than one minute. Okay. Less than one minute. What? No, no, no. When you talk about government <laughs> involvement, hmm? then what government would do for us? You see that GST, that just that computer appreciation. Yeah. We need to totally uphold. We need to take it away and replace it with 21st hour. It's about policy. 
These are the things enabling environment that we're talking about. It's not about government giving you money. I, I know that the, the issue of education is another but discussion. At the, of, at, the of, at the end of at the end of the semester or at the end of the year of your computer appreciation, you can say you have skills. You're employable. All right, that is the goal. That's my recommendation. That's the role government and yes. private sector should go into. All right, we looked at how to solve the unemployment problem in Nigeria, and uh, we hope that we did so well, and you've taken something out of this. Thank you, Mr. Araka. Again, we'll be back tomorrow, and tomorrow Thank we are you, going Thank in you. depth Thank into um, tech. We are looking at how Nigerian youth are looking, are using technology to solve national problems. So we hope to see you then. Join us and also share your contributions as the show progresses. The show was produced by um, Hafsat Isa, supervised by Ehi Ohiani. My name is Sylvia. Ishebe. Thank you to all of you who shared your comments, who listened um, via our Mixeller and our website www.clicknigger.net. We appreciate you. Bye for now and have a fantastic Thank you for your time. You can drop your comments and suggestions and follow us on Facebook and Instagram at ClickNiger. We're also on Twitter at ClickNiger1.